0: Hello there, dear listeners, and welcome along to Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we explore the big questions in life, the big questions that uh, God would have us understand and to make sense of from day to day and for eternity. Uh, It's a great privilege to be with you. My name is Hugh Heenan, and I'm speaking to you live uh, right here in Adelaide, countrywide, across Australia, and it's a a great privilege to also have with me here in the studio today my co-host. And the co-host with us today is an old Companion, partner, and friend, uh, and that, of course, is Fabiano Nyanhuru. Great to have you in the studio, Fabiano.
1: Thank you, and uh, I'm so excited to be once again on the radio program in the new year, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, uh, what God will um, teach us and uh, the direction He will take us. Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: and of course. Uh, like we've just mentioned, we look at some of the very big questions yes. in current society and for all time. Correct. Uh, and uh, so we'd like to respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. Right. And so as a program, we look at uh, world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. So if you're a first-time listener, you've got a bit of a grasp now of uh, what we do here uh, on Faith FM, uh, one of the largest radio stations in the country here in Australia, hmm. uh, but also uh, a bit of a grasp as to what we do and what we'd like like to handle and uh, work with when it comes to uh, drive time, big Q&A. Yes. So we hope that you'll enjoy this next hour with us as we make our way home or wherever we're headed on the roads at the moment uh, and hopefully on our way home towards heaven. Uh, now, this week we've been looking at some uh, something very important, actually. It tends to underlie and uh, um, perform, or form a base to uh a lot of what we take for granted in life, and that is world view. Mm. What's your world view? What what, uh, uh, helps you to make sense of the world around you? Uh, Today we're going to be looking at how reasonable is a biblical world view? Uh, So far this week we've looked at that from a a various different set of lens uh, or angles. And uh, For example, on Monday we looked at what is a biblical world view? Does the Christian church have a biblical world view? On Tuesday, we looked at how did we get the Bible. Uh, yesterday, how can the Bible be trusted? What does archaeology say? And today, Fabiana and myself will be looking at, can the Bible be trusted? What did Jesus and the apostles say? Mm-hmm. And so, Fabiana, I know that we're really looking forward to hearing what you have to share <laughs> with us on this really very important topic. Mm. Can the Bible actually be trusted?
2: Mm.
0: Is it verifiable? Uh, is it something yeah. that is... is is uh, uh has the hallmarks of truth. Mm. And uh in fact, what did Jesus, what do the apostles have to say about the Bible itself? Uh and of course, no doubt, you'll be looking at some other things related to that too, and yes. uh, there'll be something for all our listeners out there today. Wonderful. Uh something I want to bring to the attention of our listeners today <clears throat> before we move towards that is uh, is our free offer. And it's a great partner offer <clears throat> for this week and that is uh the book how to study your Bible by Peter Gregory. Uh, now this is something that you can have, uh, of your very own if you simply text into us on our special number. If you text in also the secret code, it's not going to be secret for much longer, but it's <laughs> SA 200. SA, that's capital S, capital A. 200. So if you send that through to us on our special number uh, 0488 uh, 808 11, that's zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. 808 text us uh, using that number and send to us their code. S.A. 200. We got a really good number there today, didn't we? S.A. 200. 200. (laughs) Easy to remember. Anybody could remember that one. Uh, Now, why should you be wanting to have this free offer today? Well, there's a really good reason why you want to have this offer, Mm. because this is an excellent book. Now, I know that we say that a lot lot about a lot of our books, uh, but uh, this one is fundamentally, foundationally important and excellent, uh, because this one is, well, as we just mentioned, how to study your Bible, uh, an introduction. Now, when we say an introduction. It's not just facile or very much uh, on the surface. Uh, it does go into some depth, but in a way that's very accessible for the reader as well. Uh, just to give you a bit of an idea about this, <clears throat> this is really a premier sought-after uh, book by a premier sought-after Bible teacher and evangelist, Peter Gregory, and it really does provide you with the tools that you need to understand God's Word. and offers step-by-step insights. Uh, it's really deeply enriching to anybody Bible study experience and it will revive your Christian walk as you apply it to your regular day-to-day or interpersonal Bible studies. Uh, I just spoke with someone today, Fabiano, and uh, this, this lady was saying to me, you know, uh, how do I go about studying my Bible? Yeah. Well, you know what? You can't go too far past <laughs> this resource right here. Yes, uh, I had a few other things to share with her, of course, but yes. uh, you know, she wanted to know about a whole host of different things, mm. <clears throat> much of which yes. is contained in this book. So, for example, oh. Peter looks at things like preparing to study your Bible, yes. beginning Bible study, You know, what are the, some of the things you need to do from the outset? Uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, how he mentored Timothy, to yeah. study the Bible. Mm. Now, you couldn't ask for a better mentor than that. And Definitely. so Peter takes yes. us through that uh, together. Uh, he also builds on Paul's counsel to Timothy, applies it to us. Uh, he he uh, also talks about the tools and the mechanics of Bible studies itself. Yes. Okay, so if you want to get under the hood, you want to get right into there, into the very engine room of God's Word, uh, you can't ask for a much better book than this one. And it is yours if you send away... Uh, to that number again, 048888811, the secret code, not yes. secret now, SA200. <laughs> if you send mm. that uh, code, SA200 to 048888811, that free gift is all Yours. Well, before we go any further with our program today, uh, we will come back and remind you about that free offer. But we also want to remind you of uh, some of the great worship music we have out there. And God has really in- uh, blessed us uh, as Christians with yes. some great music. Uh, I mean, you could be an atheist and agree with that because you know it's just so inspired, it's so mm. so uh, sweet, it's so uplifting yeah. and positive. Uh, and but if you worship God, well, how much more so is that true? Mm. And so today okay. we have uh, a real treat. For for you, Michael W. Smith, uh, with his great song, Ancient Words. Wonderful. Welcome back to Faith FM, your uh, positive, uplifting, God-filled radio. And it's really wonderful to be back with you on Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program, as you heard just a few moments ago, that likes to look at the big questions in the contemporary world and which have resonated throughout history. Now, as we think about that, something caught my eye this week. Uh, It's an interesting uh, uh, tale, uh, so to speak. Uh, It comes from uh, the ABC and uh, the ABC does tell some big tales sometimes uh, about the big stories in, in the world today. Uh, and it's in its reporting of uh, probably one of the biggest stories in the world today is about uh, what's happening in Israel and in Palestine. And the ABC here has talked about, um, in, and this is just uh, from a uh, post from yesterday, uh, that uh, features an interesting biblical story and its relevance – to events in the world today uh, Now this is of interest because of course, uh, as you will have heard before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, the fact that this whole week we've been uh, unpacking and navigating uh, your, your worldview, my worldview and more importantly the biblical worldview. And is it reasonable to hold a biblical worldview? uh and uh, indeed uh, today we're looking at can the bible be trusted and what does jesus say what does the what do the apostles say now on this whole matter of the bible and its continuing relevance to the world today uh an interesting story has been shared here as I mentioned by the abc it the title is what is the biblical story of amalek and why is it being used in south africa's icj or international uh, court of criminal justice uh against Israel and uh, it's it's an interesting uh, story uh interesting report uh and what it simply outlines here is that in trying to help make sense of the actions of Israel in defending itself uh, vis-a-vis the uh, the attack on Israel on October 7th of last year uh by Hamas uh Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, uh, has referred to the story of Amalek in the Bible. Uh, and, well, why has he done that? Uh, and Basically, uh, in referring to it, uh, he's doing so because if you go back to the book of Exodus, you'll find there that there was a conflict between the Israelites and the Amalekites, or the people of Amalek. And it, it begins there after the Israelites have escaped Egypt, they've escaped Slavery and they've crossed the Red Sea. And essentially, basically, what happens is the Amalekites ambush the Israelites and they attack the most vulnerable. They attacked the little ones, they attacked the elderly, they attacked basically anyone who was not a uh, fully grown uh, military aged man. And they attacked them uh, on the edges of the camp of Israel as they made their way along in a great big caravan. And so they would attack them and then they'd retreat again and attack and so on. And uh, what's interesting here (coughs) is that uh, uh, Israel was told not to forget this, not to forget uh, to protect the most vulnerable amongst them. Uh, And in fact, indeed, to hold to account those who would act in such a way. It's one thing to to conduct a war uh, uh, on the basis of what is uh, fair and what is equitable. Uh, Nobody wants to, Uh, war, I would hope, but uh, if one was to go to war, it it needs to be fought in a way which is at least in some sense ethical. And of course, we have uh, rules of war today. The Bible also had rules of war too. Uh, But also, they were reminded not to forget what Amalek had done uh, to the most vulnerable. And in fact, what's interesting is that because Israel did not fully keep uh, Amalek to account, uh, but... uh, uh, allowed them to continue on in such a way that they would continue to be a threat much like Hamas is continuing to be a threat to Israel today. Uh this then resonated further on in history where uh, uh Esther in the time of Esther that Haman tried to wipe out genocidally the entire people of Israel all the Jews that remained alive to that day. Uh and of course that that uh, plot was crushed it was thwarted at the very at the very uh Eleventh uh, hour, so to speak, uh, and but it came very close to wiping out every Jew that was alive at that time, and there would not be a Jewish people today if that had taken place. Uh, now, <clears throat> Netanyahu has invoked the story of Amalek to point out the importance of uh, uh, holding to account those who would attack the weakest, third parties that are most vulnerable. Uh, others are saying, "Well, hang on a sec. Is he saying here that they should wipe out the wipe out the Palestinians, lock, stock, and barrel? Is that what uh, Netanyahu is saying here?" Uh, and it's a bit, bit of a vexed question. And of course, like so many of uh, what's so much of what's happening in the Middle East at the moment, there seems to be many different perspectives uh, and uh, interpretations and misinterpretations of what one party or the other party is actually saying. Uh, and so, yet again, an interesting story. Uh, a Quite a convoluted story um, to raise briefly here, I, I admit, uh, but one that showcases nonetheless that the Bible continues to speak with wisdom or to speak with insight with regards to events today, even mm. from ancient times, and so much so that even prime ministers today refer back to the Bible, not just Netanyahu in uh, Israel, but other world leaders refer to biblical events and stories even today. Uh, and so I wondered, uh, uh, you know, Fabiano, if you What do you make of this, and uh, why is it that you think that that Netanyahu and other leaders, for that matter, continue to find the Bible so relevant?
1: Yeah, well, the Bible is relevant in that um, the origin of us all really um is for it is it's is told and is found in the scriptures mm. um really if we go back to the book of genesis we all found our beginnings and uh, really um most of the world uh today uh yes is uh, broken up in different uh, well the people of the world today yes practice different faiths but um if we were to go back uh, let's say to first century Palestine you'd find that um, uh, that uh, the majority of the people of the world uh, fell into uh, either two camps uh, either those who believed in the one true God or those who believed in other gods, uh, and, um, if you went back even, you'd find that once again, that even in other, in other cultures, uh, there was also a story about, um, you know, the people of God, uh, the Israelites and so forth. And, and, and I guess what I'm trying to say is that the Bible is so relevant because all of us somehow we find ourselves in the story and the narratives that are told talked about in the bible and so it is relevant even today um yes i know that some of our listeners may not be uh people uh uh i guess the people who, who, who read the bible but nevertheless we find that uh, uh all of us according to scripture we find our origin uh in the story of genesis yes today obviously The Bible is also, has also influenced uh, the language of today, especially the English language. Uh, And so, once again, uh the 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 Bible and its messages is somehow intertwined in the mm. uh human affairs and everything that we do. It is that uh powerful and once again it is according to uh the last time I checked the number one selling book in the world and so it is mm. it, you know you the messages of the Bible and the stories of the Bible uh, speak to us all. Mm.
0: Indeed. And one could say that uh, some of the stories in the Bible uh, take a little bit of unravelling. It it requires us to go back and think them through very carefully. Uh, This is a great example in point that we've just raised here. Uh, Different ways to look at the text. Uh, But in doing so, we get a clearer grasp of God's um, passionate desire to protect, to defend the the least amongst us. Correct. uh, Irrespective of, of who they are. Yes. or where they've come from. Yes. Uh, particularly those, though, however, those who rely upon him, who, mm. who've come to know that he is a God who cares about those that, uh, that are the least, that are the most vulnerable. And, um, and in the process of unraveling the meaning of Scripture, I think we yes. begin to unravel some of the tangled knots of our own mm. lives yes. and uh, make sense of the trajectory of our own existence. Correct, uh, And so it's really important, I, I believe, to, uh, to, uh, to continue to see... Uh, the yeah. relevance of the Bible to this very because it is a very relevant book for the reasons you've it just is. outlined. Yes. But furthermore, you're going to be sharing with us today why it is that the Bible is so very relevant. Correct. Uh, in in an evidential fashion. Uh because we could yeah. say that about some various other books, both mm. those that are fiction and non-fiction. Correct. Those that are popular and not so popular. We could Correct. we could say this about a number of texts. Yes. But there are very specific reasons and they've already been outlined some of them this week so far, and you have oh, yes. outlined some more just now. Yeah. But very specific reasons why the Bible is particularly relevant.
1: Yeah. One yes. one thing that I wanted to add to um I guess to this uh, uh, commentary on um, on this article is the fact that um, if you look at the story of the Israelites coming out of uh, Egypt uh, uh, going into the promised land um, uh, after they have uh, circled around in the wilderness for about um, thirty nine years or so, they are now ready to enter the uh, the promised land and interesting it, it, the interesting thing is that God um, um, ask the Israelites to ask for permission to mm. pass through the land of the um, um, Amorites. Um, uh, I believe it's Amorites or Ammonites. You know, those two names tend <laughs> to confuse me. But but the first group or the first country was that of the descendants of uh, Esau, um, uh, Edom, and the second was that of um, uh, the descendants of, um, uh, what was he? Uh, <clears throat> all right, Nemkan. I can't remember the name right now, but what's interesting is that God asked them to ask those nations for a peaceful passage. Mm. And we are told that the reason why, uh, he didn't just, you know, ask for, uh, the Israelites to go and fight them, uh, if they refused to give them a peaceful passage was because, uh, these people were still, uh, somehow, um, they still had a a, a, a a um. They still had a knowledge of God. Let me put it that way. Mm, um, mm. And yes, there were evil nations. They were practicing unspeakable things, but God could see in their hearts that um, they needed a little bit of more time. Mm, and not only that, mm. yes, they were also uh, 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 descendants of uh, kinships um, and so forth. But nevertheless, it is the, it is the point that these people. Uh, still has, st- maybe needed a bit of more time. Uh, and then they will acknowledge the true God of heaven that he said, don't trouble them, even though they have refused you to safely, you know, pass through the country, mm. just go around. That is the kind of God that we serve. Yes. A God who is merciful, a God who is loving, mm. a God who is reasonable. Yes. And, um, and, uh, yes, the stories, uh, that we read there in the Old Testament may be a, you know, a little bit frightening for some of us to read. And some of the things, as you, as you said, may need a bit of unraveling. But nevertheless, we see the heart of God. Mm. The heart of God is bent upon saving lives, uh, restoring lives. And, um, yeah, I, I, I see how Netanyahu here is using this story to kind of, uh, I guess, remind the people or those who are listening to him of um, uh, some of these stories so as to maybe... Uh uh, 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 think about what to do today and obviously we can't delve deeper into the thoughts there or maybe the intentions there but nevertheless it is quite interesting as you've pointed out that he's using a story back in the old testament in the bible so as to help people i guess his listeners understand his message and yes today regardless of where we find ourselves whatever our faith we may find ourselves the stories of the Bible and the message of the Bible is that of a loving God who is interested in all of us. Mm. And um, yes, so yes, we'll be talking about more about what Scripture um, uh, says to us today, but more so obviously in uh, uh, answering the question, what did Jesus himself I uh, had to say about uh, scripture uh, and uh, what did the apostles uh, had to say about scriptures and uh, and I do believe that uh, the bible is worth our our time and mm. and our investigation absolutely
0: mm. and I guess it shows again that uh, one can look at the bible uh, just simply as a book of history or look at its events we can look at uh, the very personages, various personages of the Scripture, etc. But at the end of the day, if we really want to understand the Bible, we need to uh, gain a greater grasp of the heart of God, as you've rightly pointed out. Uh, And so, again, just want to bring before our listeners once again uh, our very special offer that helps us to go deeper uh, into what the Bible is about, not just a surface-level account, a bit like what we looked at really, I guess, with the ABC, mm. not not, not uh, having a go at the ABC there. No. <laughs> the point is, they're a news agency. <clears throat> they're not there to go deep into the Scriptures. Mm. But uh, the fact is that uh, we have a free offer uh, that can be yours by Peter Gregory, this book, uh, How to Study the Bible, <clears throat> How to Make Sense of the Scriptures. Uh, and it, really, this is a, an excellent resource to not just know how to read it, but to study it and to discover the divine message within it as well. It helps you to interpret it, uh and uh, to understand uh what god has in mind for you and so this is your free offer this is free for you if you simply text through uh the special code sa200 that's sa200 to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. and that free book how to study your bible uh will be all yours all right well we're now going to uh, have a little break and when we come back we're going to uh, focus our full attention towards what uh, fabiana you're going to be sharing with us and that's about uh, you know can we trust the bible correct what did jesus say what do the apostles have to say mm. about this all right well uh, uh, we're going to have a little song in a few moments i've got a little word from our sponsor as well and uh, we hope that you enjoy this program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
3: Give me the Bible, star of gladness gleaming, to cheer the wander lone and tempest tossed. No storm can hide that peaceful radiance beaming. Since Jesus came to seek and save the lost, give me the Bible, holy message shining. Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way. Precept and promise, law and love combining, till night shall vanish in eternal day. Bible when my heart is broken. When sin and grief have filled my soul with fear. Give me the precious words by Jesus spoken. Hold up faith's lamp to show my Savior's dear. Give me the Bible. guide me in the narrow way, precept and promise, law and love combining, till night shall vanish in eternal day.
0: Welcome back to Faith FM and in particular to Drive Time Big Q&A. And today, in fact, this week we've been looking at how reasonable is a biblical worldview. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a pretty big question to me. And today, just to break it down a little bit further, uh, we're getting a little bit specific with the question of uh, can we trust the Bible? What did Jesus say? What did the apostles say about the Trustworthiness and the veracity and reliability of the Bible. And to help us unpack this today, we have Fabiano with us in the studio. And Fabiano, I hand across to you. We're really eager to hear what you have to share.
1: Thank you. And, uh, thank you once again for those who are listening. You have tuned into the right station. And what we are, uh, learning today once again is a uh, build up on what others have shared already. So what did the apostles say about the trustworthiness of scripture? And I understand fully that this week, obviously, different, different presenters have answered a number of, uh, questions already. The worldview of the Bible and, uh, what we mean that the Bible was inspired? Uh, what is the historical, archaeological evidences of that? So we are not going to, uh, go over that because, um, they've already, uh, gone over that, uh, landscape to verify the validity of the sacred text. Known as the Holy Bible today, and we will not traverse there for that ground, but rather let's actually delve deeper into um, uh, what Jesus had to say. And I, and I highly recommend that for those who have missed out on those earlier presentations, that they visit uh, faithfm.com. You look for the draft time program, and then you'll be able to re-listen to those uh, uh, programs. And so let's look at what Jesus, as well as the disciples or the apostles or the followers of Christ, uh, uh, had to say, and. And uh, I know that for those who still have questions, that this hopefully, if they believe in uh, Jesus, at least this will give them uh, a solid uh, foundation once again. And this is to, once again, help uh, all of us uh, understand that the Bible is authoritative. And inspired by the Spirit, uh, so it is my prayer, therefore, that as we look at this text together, that we will be able to once again have our full confidence in the in the Bible. I encountered a gentleman not long ago who asked uh, a number of questions related to uh, the trustworthy trustworthiness of the Scriptures, and he said, "You know, uh, when these." Uh, 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 writings that we have in the Bible Just a mere reflection of the Thoughts and um, the uh, Perceptions of those Who witnessed yes the events That took uh, place in first century Palestine but I believe It's more than that and obviously I would highly recommend that one Listen to the entire week's pro- uh, Programs uh, 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 And recordings in order to Fully understand this so today we are only Zooming in into what Christ himself Had to say so two of Jesus followers had been shattered by the events that happened two days before, rather three days, I should say, because by this time it was the third day. Uh, and we know, we now know that one of those disciples or the follower was Cleopas and they were on their road to Emmaus, a small Judean village, and they were conversing, trying to understand what Jesus had been, why Jesus had been crucified. And obviously they couldn't understand those events, but wh- what they knew is is that he had told them that he will rise on the third day, and so um, what happened is that as they were uh, traveling, you know, discussing and uh, and maybe going over certain points of what Jesus had taught them, and just confused about everything, Jesus appeared all of a sudden, and in fact he happened to be walking so fast that he almost overtook them, and he asked them to uh, and and he. Uh, uh, Listen to their conversation, and he kind of paused for a minute and asked them to be precise and to maybe clarify to him what it is that they were saying. And so obviously he took an interest in what they were saying and uh, he knew that obviously there was something here that he needed to clarify for them. And so they told him how they had uh, uh, all their hopes in Jesus of Nazareth. How unfortunately, he got killed by the Romans, and how reports of the uh, inmates, uh, who had gone to the tomb, early in the morning, said that he was alive. But they were puzzled. The, you know, all these were reports that they heard, but they hadn't witnessed this themselves. So, this is when Jesus gives them, a mini Bible study. And um, now, from where they were at, from Jerusalem rather, to Emmaus, it was about a journey of two hours, and so, I'm assuming that, he maybe caught them halfway, let's say he had about one hour to just give them a Bible study. And so he uh we are told in the book of Luke that um uh he began all the way from the writings of Moses. So we read in Luke chapter twenty four, verse twenty seven, um, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. I had to emphasize that point in all. Oh, the scriptures, the things concerning himself. I hope you caught that as well. And so, he began by going all the way back to the writings of Moses. And the writings of Moses are commonly known as the five great books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Uh, and... um uh, he told them from those, uh, books. And then we are told that he also went to the writings of the prophets, the testimonies. And Jesus, therefore, by doing this, he was also emphasized, uh, clarifying, uh, maybe not clarifying. Let me use a different word. He was, uh, uh, communicating that he trusted in those, uh, books. He trusted in the writings of Moses. He also trusted in the writings of the, of the, uh, of the, uh, prophets. Uh, and so, Jesus gives them a Bible study, and he is actually helping them understand that everything that was written in the sacred text actually pointed to him. Uh, and so. Just a a bit of a bonus point here. If you go to Isaiah 8:20, Isaiah actually puts it this way: "The law and the testimony," and that's the way that's the way in which he speaks about the uh, the the books of Moses and the books of the prophets. And he Mm -hmm. says, "Hey, if you don't speak uh, according to those words that are written in those books, then you are not in you know in light. You are in darkness. So it is it is important for us to understand that uh, from Genesis." All the way, right throughout all the scriptures, throughout all the writings of the prophets, that uh, we can actually uh, uh, have confidence, and that uh, those books uh, constitute um, uh, the light, uh, as the Bible puts it. That that is the truth. That is the hmm. trustworthy word uh, of prophecy, and so as I was just contemplating on the Bible study that he would have given to these disciples, uh, I was thinking maybe he went to Genesis 3.15, which talks about the promised seed who would come and crush the serpent, Uh, a prophecy about Jesus who defeated the old serpent, Satan. Or maybe he went to Exodus 12, which talk about the lamb's uh, blood, uh, which was to be applied onto the door, right to serve as a redemptive symbol for the Israelites. And so all of these points he was using to help them understand his messianic mission and his work. Uh, and so Jesus, uh, emphasizing the writings of the prophets, he was also uh, helping us understand that um the uh, uh passages such, such as the one from Joel chapter 228 which talk about uh how in the last days there will be uh, your sons and daughters who uh, dream dreams and they'll have visions and they'll be able to prophesy uh, i think you know those points which come from the same uh uh resources that jesus was using once again helps us to understand that uh, actually god speak uh, speaks to people in all generations. Uh, and um, furthermore, to just emphasize the fact that um, uh, what we read from Genesis to Revelation is actually God's Word. Uh, mm. And uh, that is just to emphasize that God's Word was not limited back, you know, in, in the times of Moses or maybe when he spoke to Daniel. No, God speaks to us even today. But here we're talking about the Scriptures. And the Scriptures, we are told, it is the writings of Moses and the writings of the prophets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, on this road to Emmaus, um, uh, Jesus uh, helped his disciples understand all of that. Now, interestingly, once they finally arrived, we are told in Luke chapter 24, verse 27, uh, sorry, that is the same Scripture that we just went over. We are told, rather, in... Um, yeah, it is Luke chapter 24, verse uh, 27. All right, I think I jotted down the same text, but let's come to that passage. I'm interested uh, in what happened uh, towards the end of their uh, journey there. This is in Luke chapter 27. Quickly turn to that. Luke chapter 24. <laughs> Luke chapter 24. Uh, notice what happened. Um, and here we are reading at uh, uh, verse, um, uh, okay, it says here, uh, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them all the, uh, in all the scriptures the things concerning himself, uh, but then once we get to the end, I'm looking for the verse that says, Did not our heart burn? Uh, Verse uh,
0: 32.
1: 32. All right. So this, thank you. This is when they finally arrived. And Jesus had just left them. And they're just thinking all over what he had just said to them. And this Mm. is what they say. Verse 32. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Notice Mm. that? While he opened the scriptures Mm. Their hearts were just electrified. They could see the connections all the time. They could see that surely this was the word of God. They could see the fulfillment of the prophecies uh of Daniel and uh and here I'm referring to obviously the messianic section there in Daniel chapter 9 they could see all the uh uh, uh the things that were prophesied uh by uh, uh the prophet Micah come you know uh, uh, to light and they could finally understand everything now mm-hmm. and so what is the point therefore, for that I'm communicating here Jesus trusted 100% in the scriptures in the teachings of Jesus he emphasized a lot that all of the scriptures in particular the old testament for this time obviously the new testament was not written yet uh are pointed to him and his messianic mm-hmm. work in John 5:39 Jesus says you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and these are they which testify of me mm-hmm. and you come to verse 56 and uh verse 57 uh, 46 and 47 um Jesus uh, appeals to his hearers uh, and to us today uh, also by saying that if we do not believe the writings of the Old Testament, uh, then we will not believe his sayings either. We will not believe his message either. We will not take him seriously either. So really it is important for us to understand that Jesus trusted in the Scriptures. And he said Mm. in John chapter 10, verse 35, the Scriptures cannot be broken. That is to say, uh, they cannot be loosed, they cannot be broken, they cannot be annulled, they cannot be cancelled. They cannot, you cannot be, uh, uh, in my own, I guess, uh, simple way of thinking this, uh, they cannot be uh, uh, not trusted, they cannot not be trusted, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, But what about, the disciples. Uh, what about the followers of Christ? Um, you see, the New Testament was not written until after Christ had left this earth. However, uh, Stott, uh, a New Testament author, um, uh, and, uh, this is, by the way, uh, an article that I read from Renee Sproles, uh, which I highly recommend. Um, this gentleman, Stott, a, a professor of, uh, New Testament, uh, he says that, um, that uh, the apostles uh were those who were sent by Christ and if they were sent by Christ we if we look at the uh Jewish tradition uh, uh these then were sent to teach that which Christ uh, uh, had taught and uh, 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 entrusted to them to teach right. as, um, as disciples. Yes, disciples. Right. Correct. And so he says that. Uh, rather, uh, uh, Renee says that um, the shaliach. I hope my Jewish friends out there will not, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, take me seriously here on the pronunciation. But I think I hope they know what I'm saying here. The shaliach, the shaliach first appears in the Torah in the person of Eliezer, whom Abraham commissioned to find a wife for his son. And um, I, uh, 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 and Rebecca was uh, selected and betrothed as a wife to uh, for Isaac by Eliezer. She was legally Isaac's wife without her actual husband. But but to cut the long story short, in the words of Eliezer, the father-in-law, the the mother-in-law, trusted that these were the words of Abraham himself. Uh, And apparently in the same tradition, if we look at the rabbinical tradition, uh, just for the interest of time, I'm just summarizing things here. In the rabbinical tradition, the words of those who followed after the rabbis, the students of the rabbis, they would teach exact the words or the messages of the rabbis so we see apparently the same tradition from all the way in the Old Testament that those who were sent to speak for the master such as Eliezer those who were sent to speak for the uh, um, the rabbis such as the students uh, uh, throughout the um, uh, the Old Testament the New Testament would speak those words and so friends what we are saying here is that we can actually trust the words of the apostles these were sent by Christ himself and Paul did say in First Timothy chapter three verse sixteen, all Scripture—that is, all of it, my friends—and by this time, when Paul is writing, um, he had already uh, uh, been instructed by Christ, uh, and he had already heard what the other apostles were teaching. And um, he says that in First Timothy chapter three verse sixteen, he says all of Scriptures is uh, inspired by God. That is. Uh, First uh, Timothy. Is that second Timothy? Second Timothy, sorry, Second uh, Timothy, mm-hmm. chapter three. You uh, you have to forgive me here. I'm trying to fill in as much as I can <laughs> yes. in the little bit of time that I have here. So yes, so Second Timothy, chapter three, verse sixteen. Mm-hmm. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the men of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So all of Scriptures. Paul trusted in the writings of the Old Testament he also trusted in the writings of um, the apostles uh, and so friends, we can even look at second uh, Peter chapter one twenty one uh, and Peter also writes confirming that um, uh, that God uh, spoke through uh, people and uh, uh, the prophecies of the Old Testament the writings of the Old Testament that all of those uh, actually the word of god and if i could quote it for you uh this is what it says um second peter chapter 1 verse 21 it says for prophecy never came by the will of men but holy men of god spoke as they were moved by the holy spirit uh, and so peter paul uh believed in the uh, writings uh, of the bible If we had time, we could actually unpack
0: uh, And and just by the way, what you're emphasizing here is what the apostles emphasized and what Jesus emphasized is that the Bible of the time was the Tanakh or the the Hebrew scriptures. Correct. They were existent then, the Old Testament. Correct. So I guess this then raises an interesting question. Uh What what do we say to those Christians who say, well, you know, I'm a New Testament Christian. I'm not an Old Testament Christian. Uh Yeah, Uh I guess this speaks to that, uh, that
1: point, doesn't it? and so the the uh, the words of Christ mm. we believe them today, right, and we believe them simply because we trust that those writings are uh, 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 authoritative and mm. that that uh, they can be trusted. If you say that you're a New testament uh Christian and you trust uh, uh what Jesus has said and the writings of the apostles, mm. I say, praise God, however, yes, you need to look at the complete mm. uh picture, and that is Jesus trusted uh, uh, in the writings of the Old Testament. Uh, now, when we say the Old Testament, it is not because they are old. They just fall under <laughs> the category which yes. the theologians consider to be the Old uh, right. Testament. Yes. But uh, simply because they look at what Jesus said when he said a new covenant, mm. uh, a new commandment, and uh, uh, this language of a, of something new and so they say, ah, mm. this must be a new dispensation. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, what he's actually emphasizing there uh, is mm. that uh Uh, In fact, let me go back and say that in Matthew chapter 5 verse 17, Jesus himself says, and this is, I guess, really uh, good for us to consider. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 17, Jesus himself says, do not think that I came to destroy the law. What? No, this is the revealed mm. will of God as it is written in the writings of the Old Testament. Right. Uh, all the prophets, these are the testimonies. These are the writings of mm. as, uh, Isaiah, Daniel, Habakkuk, and so forth. Mm. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And what does he mean that he came to fulfill? If we came to Matthew chapter 1, I believe it is Matthew chapter 1. I have it somewhere. Uh, uh, Jesus says, actually, that, uh, uh, that uh, everything that we were seeing uh, should have a somewhere. If not, this is something I can always uh, uh, maybe um, uh, share with those who are interested if you just text to us uh, through the number that was shared. But there is a reference in Matthew chapter 1 where Matthew writes saying that all of this which we are seeing in the life of Christ is a fulfillment of that which was spoken mm. of by the Old Testament um, prophets. And so the... Scriptures cannot be broken. Um, the old and the new is one. So they're all fully integrated. Fully integrated. And they
0: make sense of each other. Correct. So the, the new testament then you're saying is the fulfillment of the old
1: testament. Correct. The old testament is the foretelling of the new testament. Amen. That's exactly it. In fact, the new, testament Mm. uh magnifies that which was that which is already Mm. there in the old testament and that's what i wanted to point out as well if you were to study galatians chapter 3 when paul is defending faith as a means of our salvation Mm. um the language that he uses in galatians chapter 3 makes sense if you understand the old testament uh sanctuary stories and the message and Mm. um and what Paul is preaching about in Galatians chapter three, uh, when he's talking about the way in which we are saved, uh, is not um, uh, is not something new. It is the message of the Old Testament, the land lamp from the foundation of the world, as John uh, would say. It is that same message that uh, Paul uh, talks about uh, in the New Testament. So, therefore, the point we are making is that um, Jesus trusted in the Old Testament he quoted the Old Testament in fact that was mm. the only scriptures they had at that time right and um, uh the uh, writings of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, those now are the uh, writings of the apostles, those sent by Christ, right, as his messengers, as the ones to carry out his message, they are writing about his story and what he said. Mm. Uh, and then the writings, uh, the 13 letters of Paul, for example, those are, uh, once again, uh, messages from those who were sent by Christ, confirming and expounding that which was already there in the scriptures uh, uh, which they had at the time the Old Testament Mm. and so yes we can trust in the writings of um uh, of the Bible The whole entire Bible Can mm. be trusted There is nothing new That they taught But that which was already Actually in the Old Testament mm. And I know that today As Christians we, um, we 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 rejoice In the understanding That salvation is by faith And faith alone mm. But that is actually The message of the Old Testament If we had time We could go to the True. book of Malachi yes. Where Malachi says The just shall uh, Will be saved by faith mm. um, The just shall live by faith in the book of Malachi. And so we find that uh, uh, both um, the apostles and Jesus trusted in the whole of the Bible. The scriptures cannot be broken. And lastly, mm. the apostle John, uh, the one who wrote the book of Revelation, you'll be interested to find that 90 or more percent of what is written in our book actually finds its origin and its allusion and and, and most of the quotations come from the Old Testament itself. So really, the apostles uh, and Jesus trusted in the Scriptures.
0: Mm. <clears throat> Wonderful. And thank you so much for unpacking that for us today, Fabiana, because what you've done, and no doubt there'll be some listeners who are thinking to themselves, yes, but what about, and, and how about, and, and all these sorts of if questions, and I imagine that some of those if questions will relate to, well, what about archaeology, and what about yes. science, and what about this and that. Mm. Just remember what Fabiana said to you at the start of the broadcast, and that was that uh, a lot of this has been covered already this week by yes. other presenters on Drive Time Big Q&A. And what we're looking at today is specifically just to do with you know, what did Jesus say what did the apostles say yes. about the reliability, the verifiability, the… Um, the dependability of the Bible. Can we trust the Bible? And of course the emphatic answer that Jesus gave was yes. Yes. And the Mm. apostles said amen. Amen. And so it's it's so uh, important I think for us to realize that Mm. uh, together today. And so uh, thank you so much Fabiano for helping us to make sense of this so well today. Uh, Now for those of you who want to delve deeper into this and to see just how reasonable a biblical worldview is, we encourage you to go back and to listen to the previous broadcasts that have uh, been shared this week, but also to uh, send away for the free offer and of course you recall that we uh, have a free offer uh, for you today and it is yours for the asking all you need to do to get this free offer and by the way what is that free offer it is how to study your Bible by mm. Peter Gregory an excellent resource for understanding how the apostles understood yes. and Jesus understood how to uh, how to study the Bible so today we've seen um, what they said about it but if you send away for this book <clears throat> then you'll you'll start to understand more about what they said about how to study the Bible. Mm. And uh, so this is taken from scripture about scripture. Yes. Uh, so an excellent resource. It can be yours by simply texting the code word SA200 to 0488881. That's mm. SA200 to zero four triple eight. 80811 and that free offer can be all yours. Well, we hope that uh, you've enjoyed today's broadcast. We pray that the hope and the peace and the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ will be yours. And, uh, we look forward to, uh, joining you again, uh, here at Drive Time BQA a Q&A, uh, each afternoon at 5 p.m. Australia wide. God bless you and keep you. And we'll look forward to uh, spending this time with you again very soon. <music> This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.